This podcast is not about grief. This podcast is about life, love, and finding yourself again after losing a child. I've been exactly where you are, and now I want to show you the road back to a life of your own. Let's get started. Hi there, it's Liana. How are you? I promised you two weeks ago to do an episode on inner critic. And here we go. It's today. Let's talk today about the inner critic. But first, I want to briefly touch on why do I think it's it's important to talk about inner critic and how does it, if, if at all, it relates to child loss and the life after child loss. And I'll give you an example to illustrate it. Uh, a while ago, I was doing a personal consultation with a mom and we talked about her life and what's going on and how she is handling her life after and what are the problems she's facing. And one of the things that, that really actually bothered her was that she was not willing to share personal updates on her life with her friends anymore, neither on social media, neither like on, on phone, on, on no, nothing. She said to me, I, I used to share things with my friends, but after I lost my child, I feel I've crawled into this cave and I can't get out of it. And listening to this, I bet um, everyone of you would buy into the story and many of you, including me, have or do feel the same at some point. But here's the thing. What's important in this story, um, it doesn't matter if you share your life with your friends or not. Uh, it's not important whether you used to share and now you are not. What's important here is the criticizing of yourself, saying to yourself, I should be different. I should be more sharing, not being at peace with you. And this is the perfect illustration of the inner critic at works. It sounds believable. It sounds so facty. And this is happening constantly in all our heads, nonstop. You should have done it better. You should have done it differently. Here you go again. How could you do this? You'll never be able to do this. Who do you think you are? I told you so. What makes you think this time would be different? Sounds familiar. <laughs> and, and, and we believe these stories. We don't question them. We let the inner critic run free. And, and no surprise if the inner critic runs the show most of the day, we feel down, we feel exhausted, and we feel like total failures. And, and, and it's not like we even say to us, yeah, you are such a failure. But um, all the time, there is the constant notion, I need to be better. I need to do better. You are on the constant self-improvement wheel, constant hamster wheel. And this applies not only to parents after childless, obviously, we all do it, all humans. But why it is extremely important to get a handle on this, on the inner critic after the childless. And there are many reasons. And to name some most importantly, you already are going through a lot. Grief comes with all kinds of difficult emotions, sadness, loneliness, anger, fear, uh, 
etc., etc. And when you are critiquing yourself all the time, you are adding another layer of hardship on top of already existing pain. And secondly, sometimes we get so busy being on the self-improvement hamster wheel even after a child does, we don't even find time to actually grieve. We think we do, but in fact, we are occupied with criticizing us on, on trying to get better and, 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 and focusing on how we are not grieving in the right way, how we are not handling this, criticizing also other people for not for them not behaving like we think they should, and so on and so forth. And that's not grief. Grief, her difficult, is powered by love. It's not demanding. It's not hurried, and it's not. Uh, it's not powered by this not good enough energy. So, the first thing I want you to know about how to deal with the inner critic is that you need to become aware you have one, and. Not so many actually of us do know that we we have it and that it's constantly in our head. So start seeing this voice in your head and also start seeing that it's not you. It's true. It's not. And I know it very well. It feels like you because you are so used to this voice that first of all, you don't even know it's not you. And secondly, if that is not you, then who is you? Because we don't know who we are without that voice anymore. So first thing, start noticing these sentences, start listening to them. It's actually quite interesting. Uh, some people even give them name. I call mine sometimes Judge and sometimes Bad Janet from the TV series Good Place. So, so that's really the first step. Just start seeing it, start listening to it. And then secondly, I think it's, it's, it's so useful to become curious about it. Because as I've talked uh, in the previous uh, episodes of my podcast, and um, more specifically, actually, in the last episode that I did week before about uh, beginning of the school year without shoulds, all or automatic thoughts serve some purpose. They think they are necessary for our world to make sense, for us to be safe. So when you hear these sentences, be curious, be compassionate, be interesting. Don't go to war with them. And don't try to pretend they are not there and get rid of them. I, I, I truly think that it's so much more useful to respond to the inner critic with compassion and assumption that it's trying to help us and that it's trying to keep us safe, that it has positive intent. And for each of these sentences, there are many, many possible reasons. Some of them are uh, associated with the risk of rejection and they're trying to prevent you from taking risks so that you don't feel rejected again. Some of them are trying to keep you safe from disappointment. And so they might across come across as critical. And maybe it's a voice of someone in your life. Maybe it's a voice of your parents, your grandparents. Maybe it's a teacher. I don't know. And it doesn't really matter. But it is trying to keep you safe in, in, in some way. So don't blame the voice. So don't blame you for having it. It's just a way how your automatic 
brain tries to keep you safe. And then thirdly, once you notice your inner critic, and once you have observed it, um, I want you to make a choice, choice of how you want to respond. Because you are not limited by your sentences, by your current beliefs, by your thoughts, your dreams. As the inner critic tells you, it's not true. So you can make a choice whether to listen to them or you can make a choice to think something else. You don't have to wait for your inner critic to disappear, to be free. You can be free with your inner critic in your head because you can make a choice whether to listen to the voice or not and react differently. And sometimes I, 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 I do have these dialogues in my head. Oh, hi, here you are again. I know you are trying to keep me safe, but I want to try something else this time. We'll be okay. We are safe. Don't worry. It's fine. You can learn to live with your inner critic. And you can let it be there and not to follow it. It doesn't have to hold you back. It doesn't have to define you who you are. Because you get to decide how you want to live your life. Always. Coming back to the story I told you in the beginning about my uh, these days client, back then a consult. Um, she still has her voice saying to her sometimes, you should be more open, you should be more sharing with your friends. And now she has learned to recognize the voice for what it is. It's just a voice in her head, just a critic. And she makes a decision based on what she wants, not because of what the voice demands on her. So let's sum it up. Your inner critic, it's not you. It's just a voice in your head. When you hear it, when you hear your inner critic, assume it's, it's trying to help you and be compassionate and be curious about it and the ways how it's trying to do it for you. And then once you notice, you make a, make a choice how you want to respond because you get to make the choice always. I hope you'll have a great week. And as always, I, I love doing these podcasts for you. And I love how the podcasts are helping you, how you are learning to live your life after the child loss by listening to them. But what I love even more is being uh, able to help parents after child loss in a more personal way and, and truly help them to transform their lives and create better lives for them. And I do that through one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I invite you, if you are curious and if you are thinking that coaching might be a good fit for you, go to my website, coachliene.com and click on work with me. And let's talk. Bye. If you are loving this podcast, then please hit subscribe, download it, and please share it with other childless survivor moms. I'm committed to help as many moms as possible to recover and build a life after childless. You can find me here on Instagram, TikTok, 
at life after a child loss, or you can visit my website, coachlienne.com. That's coach, L-I-E-N-E.com. And if you'd love to chat, you can sign up for a free coaching call on my website. See you next week.